Hey guys, today we have a letter from Taylor who is answering the call that Mary put out for male perspectives on patriarchy and Mormonism. Yeah, a couple weeks ago uh, during a letters episode, I was like, guys, I want to hear from you. I know that you're not all patriarchal assholes. Patriarchs. (laughs) (laughs) What she said. (laughs) Uh, What's your letter, Mary? Uh, It's from Elizabeth who talks about disappointing her parents, which is one of our favorite Subjects. We're really good at that. We crush it. Yep. And both of the letters today feature people who are still going to the Mormon church. All right. Let's get to it. Okay. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, Did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's Golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is episode 11 of LDL Letters, the Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail Podcast. Do we call it LDL Letters or Latter-day Letters? What did I say? LDL. That's what we do. Are you new? <laughs> let's put it. Let's We're do new a, here. Let's do a tutorial for Shelly. Thanks. Shelly, welcome to the Letters episode. We call it LDL Letters or we Latter-day sure do. Letters? No, we say LDL Letters and then the Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail Podcast. That's how I've been doing it. Do you have a problem? You wanna, Maybe I just sleep through the first do you 30 seconds of the take show. take this up with management? I believe you. I am the management, by the way. <laughs> oh, you're management. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm HR department. <laughs> wow, we're really in trouble. Oh, we are. That's why yeah. everything's always so sketchy. Uh, anyway, That's yeah, funny. today we've got a couple of great letters. Who, who's going first? Because usually they're, you know, shit letters. One of these days we'll be like, all right, today we have two <laughs> shit born letters. Kind of boring. Jimmy writes in and it's shitty and he says, yeah, no. Why does Jimmy have to have the shitty letters? Do you have a problem with Jimmy's? coming up with a name. Okay, Susie, (laughs) whatevs. Oh, so Susie has a shit letter. Susie and Jimmy have the (laughs) shittiest letters. I actually have a friend named Susie who's a patron. Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) 
Good save, baby. I love you, Susie. I love you. <laughs> she is a patron. So watch what you say about the Susies and the Jimmies. I love Susies. <laughs> we have so no Jimmy patrons, so. We don't? Mm-mm. Not yet? No. It, it could happen. Now, all the Jimmies that were ready to sign up are like, I don't think so. I was about to hit the send button. How about no. this? The next Jimmy who subscribes on Patreon gets a coffee mug. Boom. Okay. Do it. You know what, Jimmy? At at least the $6 level. Someone's going to pretend their name is Jimmy. But Jimmy, we are going to give you a mug. We're going to give you a shirt. Oh, shit. And we're going to give you a Foompod fridge magnet <laughs> just because your name is Jimmy. You're promising a lot. All right. We're going to need to Bring see a picture of your ID. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need to prove that your name is Jimmy. All right. All, All right, right, Jimmy. Calls Kay. out. Challenge. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we get to the letters? I think that's why we're doing this. So, yeah. <laughs> that is kind of why we do this. Who's episode? first, me or you? You go first. All right. I'm going to go first. This is from Taylor. Hey, Mary and Shelley. Hey, hey Taylor. Taylor. I've been a huge fan of the show ever since I binged the first seven episodes at the start of this year. Oh, my God. Do you remember back when we had seven episodes? That was so cute. I know. <laughs> I loved us back mm, then. We're so little. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was a real rough patch in my last year of pharmacy school, University of Utah. At least this didn't go to BYU, oh, who, yeah. by the way, got trounced in the football game. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I thank you for making many walks and commutes since then more enjoyable. Also, I loved meeting you both at Utah Pride, and I rep my LDL wristbands whenever I can. Rep? Rep for all of you uncool people who represent. Like, <laughs> oh, represent okay. LDL in the house, in the uh, his uh, house, uh, represent. Uh, That's what rep means. Okay. Thank you, thanks Taylor, for, for Thanks for repping. clearing that up for mm-hmm. the nerds. I know. Like me. Hang out with me, kid. I'll make you cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I just heard the episode with Cole... Cole with a K. Right. And Kirsten also with a K. It was the K episode. It was the K episode. Uh, When you asked for male perspectives on patriarchy and Mormonism, so I figured I'd chime in. Good for you, Taylor. Mm -hmm. I also took the opportunity to sign up for your Patreon. Nice. Uh So now I can finally say I'm paying an honest LDL tithe. All right. Thank you, Taylor. Everyone else who's listening, if you're tempted (laughs) to support us. Yeah. We welcome. You know what? We Follow it. Taylor's lead. The other thing is, speaking of tithing, if you join up on any tier, just as a reminder, 10% of all tiers go to our two causes, Flourish Counseling Services in Utah, that is especially for the LGBTQ plus community. Yes. The and discounted uh, therapy services. So yes, awesome. exactly. Mm-hmm. And also Sam Young's uh, Protect Every Child Initiative. Mm-hmm. Those are our two causes, and we will... At the end of the year, give 10% of everything we've had on Patreon mm-hmm. to those two causes. So we encourage everyone to be part, be of, part it. of it. Yes. By the way, that's patreon.com slash Latter-day Lesbian. <laughs> Thanks, Shelly. Mm-hmm. Moving on. I'm a seventh generation Mormon. My great, 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 great grandfather on my dad's side is John Taylor, the prophet after Brigham Young. And I was wow. born and raised in Salt Lake City. Wow, He's about as Mormon as they get. It's pretty Mormony. Mm-hmm. All right, I hit all of the typical Mormon milestones for boys. Baptized at 8, priesthood advancements at 12, 14, and 16. Then at 19, I headed off to the Honduras Mission. Sorry, I just trashed that word. (laughs) C-O-M-A-Y-A-G-U-E-L-A. I was doing okay until the G-U-E-L. Okay. Then he says, best two years, my ass. Oh, so not a great experience. Mm. I'm definitely grateful for the experience and that I didn't get robbed or shot. Oh, Because oh, wow. when our dumbass in chief was tweeting about murderous caravans from Central America, I could see right through the bullshit because I knew firsthand 
what kind of lives these people were fleeing. At the same time, I do wonder what I might have done differently with those two years now that I know what I know. Huh. It's probably going to be interesting for people who've gone on missions and, you know, it wasn't all horrible because they met people and they, you know, they learned about different cultures, but they would probably say, would, you know, if you said, would you go on that mission again? They would say, Yes, but not through the Mormon filter. I would just go spend time with these people and or learn maybe about their culture. go and help build people. a school. Sure. Yeah, whatever. You know. What do Mormon missionaries actually do for anybody? Uh, they try to baptize people so they can get their money. Mm-hmm. They tell lies that they don't know are lies. I don't know. Go watch the musical Book of Mormon. Well, uh, I've seen it. I know. Yeah. It's with you. You know what? No, it's good. Let's see when it's going to be like in Salt Lake City uh, oh, again, okay. and let's plan a little, little, little hop, little. skip, and jump trip over there. Too bad we can't maybe make that correlate to uh, Utah Pride. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. All right. Well, we'll look into that. Okay. All right. Back to letters. Of course, any discussion of how I've been affected by the Mormon patriarchy really has to start with the reality that I am gay. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. This is a change up. (laughs) I can remember in middle school and high school feeling attracted to boys and not girls. But since the sex ed at my schools on the east side of Salt Lake Valley was as conservative as they come, I couldn't begin to conceptualize what I was experiencing. So they teach sex ed. Yeah, but it's, it's abstinence. Oh, that's their teaching? Yeah, it's abstinence teaching. Oh, it takes two seconds. Yeah. Don't Don't do it, kids. (laughs) Don't fuck. That's nice. (laughs) Kids, don't do it. God hates you if you do it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Class over. Class over. Go Mm -hmm. out to PE. Okay. I distinctly remember latching onto a quote by then-President Hinckley where he said something to the effect of the youth should not date until age 16, but that even then some might not be interested. So since dating guys obviously was not an option, I was content to label myself a late bloomer and focus on preparing for my mission. You know, we've heard from other uh, previous Mormons, Mm -hmm. and Taylor, I think, is still going to the church. We're going to find that out later. But Mm -hmm. I think we've heard from other previous Mormons who identify as LGBT or Q+. Uh, who were in the same boat. They're like, you know what? I'm just a late bloomer. Yeah, it just hasn't yeah. kicked in yet. Mm, My attraction yeah. to the opposite sex has not kicked in right. yet. I will wait and yep. it'll kick in. Yeah. That sucks. Because it doesn't kick in, by the way. Yeah, not usually. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think you have homosexual attractions and then you mature into a heterosexual person. I mean, that's that's what... I don't know. I, unless you're bi, maybe? Well, I, don't, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't fucking know. Anyway. <laughs> Surprisingly, my mission went pretty well, all things considered. I definitely look back now and have some thoughts about the addiction-based language that was used in the MTC and by my mission president about mm. masturbation and pornography, which I'm fairly certain kept me closeted longer than I would have been since... Because of those teachings, I convinced myself that the pictures of shirtless guys I had looked up online as a kid were what had made me gay. You need to back up. I'm going to break There this was down. a lot in there. MTC. Well, um, just well, so, so, Taylor, that was a bit of a run-on sentence, but we're going to go ahead and uh, correct. Can you, can you take that in chunks, please? <laughs> okay, I will add punctuation. Um, okay, I definitely... You don't have to go that slowly. I oh, Taylor, we love you. I definitely, definitely look back now and have some thoughts about the addiction-based language that was used in the MTC. What does that mean? Addiction-based language. What do you mean? Um, I don't know, but it's probably like... Um, that's Mission Training Center. Yes. Addiction is... They always talk about pornography as an addiction and masturbation they do? is addiction. Yes. Where have you been? Wait, 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 wait. In your training to go on missions, they talk about this stuff? Yeah. What do they because say? Because most, well, I don't know, but because but, most of the boys at this point have looked at pornography. And so you're told this is an addiction that needs to be cured. 
don't know. Hey, whoever's wow. listening, write in. Tell us more about it. You know, I went on a mission trip once. It was no, only not, a couple no, weeks. Not the same thing. I was not told anything about sex or anything. You went on a mission trip to like help people. That's insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh you know, Mormons. the more I hear about this stuff, <laughs> the more I'm starting to think it's all a bunch of bullshit, yep. kids. All right, let's go on to more of the run-on sentence. <laughs> and by my mission president about masturbation and pornography. Wait, so what did the mission president say, do we think? I definitely look back now and have some thoughts about the addiction-based language and by my mission president about masturbation and pornography. Oh, I see. So this was a thing that was brought up. Yeah, yeah. which I'm fairly certain kept me closeted longer than I would have been. Because of those teachings, I convinced myself that the pictures of shirtless guys I'd looked up online as a kid were what made me gay. Okay, so let me break this down. Wow. So because of all this talk in the MTC about pornography being an addiction and masturbation and blah, 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 and all this stuff, that he decided that the reason he was attracted to boys was because he had looked up online pictures of shirtless men when Um, he was younger. Okay, you know what? You know how many... Thousands of pictures of shirtless guys are on the internet, and they're not even in any kind of porn category. Uh, you can go to the public pool and see shirtless guys. It doesn't make um, you gay. Yeah, it didn't make me straight. Right. Um, it's not porn. Shirtless guys are allowed. Shirtless ladies are not allowed. But that's another story. Mm-hmm. Thank you, patriarchy. But shirtless yep. guys, you see them all the time. Yeah, it's but summer. he he had convinced himself that the reason he was gay was because he had been he looked at pictures looked of at pictures of guys, guys without their that's shirts. Porn. Yeah, that's not porn. It's not porn. But uh, but he had to have a reason as to why he was gay. I cannot believe this is part of the training for young people before they go on a mission. Yeah, MTC that will sex fuck you has up bad. anything to do with going on a mission, going door to door to try to make more Mormons. Oh well, you can't. You can't have the spirit with you if you've touched your willy. You can't. The spirit leaves the sock. That's or because... <laughs> Jesus. I was gross. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, ew. You've been watching too many uh, American Pie movies, I think. Because <laughs> God's like, you know, if you're going to be using nerdy language like willy, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I just drove the spirit out by calling it a willy. <laughs> if you're going to touch your penis, the spirit oh, will leave. Okay. Is that better? Yeah, I've never once touched my penis. Good. (laughs) All right. um, Let's see. Nevertheless, I was able to make it out relatively unscathed and completely convinced that I I would always be a faithful Mormon. Fun fact, it was in the mission field that I found a copy of Boyd K. Packer's Little Factory pamphlet (laughs) and realized that the talk my parents gave my siblings and me was basically just a plagiarized version of it. Don't get me wrong, my parents are great, but not their best choice in retrospect. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's real creepy. Yeah. Oh, Taylor's parents. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone's not familiar, just go back and listen to our Little Factory episode. Yeah, which one is that? I don't know. Is it 18 or something? I don't know. It's called Little Little Factory. Factory. I think it's... Well after 18, but okay, I, could, 20, I could be wrong. I don't know. All right, moving on. But wouldn't you know that I was still just as gay when I got home from my mission? Huh. Weird. The <laughs> church said as I was growing up that the gays were the enemy. Yeah, I was taught that too. Mm-hmm. Then they shifted to the ever so slightly more nuanced view today that my orientation isn't a sin, but acting on it would be. Having thought about this a lot after finally coming out during grad school, it's obvious to me that the reason the church has been so vocally antagonistic to the LGBTQ community, but really only ever talks about gay guys is, you guessed it, the patriarchy. Just the idea of two guys having sex can't be right in the brethren's eyes because a man taking on the receptive role in penetrative sex is way too much like the proper 
role of a woman. Uh, and we all know Mormon God favors masculine dudes above anyone else. Ah, uh, so he's saying, this well, is yeah, an interesting thinks, point yeah. of view, that ah, the reason that the church focuses on gay male sex mm-hmm. is that they don't want to think about another man taking on a woman's role. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Don't they know you can have sword fights and not have any penetration at all? Did I just say that? You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Should I cut that? I f- no. I first I first heard the term sword fight from my good friend Brian. Hi, Brian. If you're listening. <laughs> wow. I cannot believe. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, this is Taylor's opinion, but it, it makes sense. It yeah, does. There, there's nothing written it's that says this, but it totally makes sense. interesting point of view. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's just one more reason to not bring up women, because mm-hmm. who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who cares about lesbian sex? Yeah. I mean, I do. Um, but I, I'm sure that's not as bothersome to Mormons. I guess. Wow. I know. Anyway, okay. Interesting point of view, yeah, Taylor. Sure. I like I'm that. about that. That's interesting. Okay, he continues. So yeah, I definitely agree that everyone is harmed by the patriarchy. Women and the LGBTQ community, certainly. But I think it's pretty clear from our collective stories that even the oh-so-important cishet men of the church develop toxic views towards women, in large part due to the patriarchy. The rapist elders quorum president and asshole bishop from Kirsten's letter come to mind. Yeah, yeah absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we do tend to focus more on the patriarchy har- harming women, but when you have these asshole men that are horrible to women... As your example. Well, no, my point is those people are living a shit life too. Like, it's it's horrible that the patriarchy turns men into assholes. That's damaging as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's bad for everyone. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like if you are a young young man rising up through these priesthood ranks and your example is you know, patriarchal men that don't mm-hmm. value women and mm-hmm. anyone who's not a heterosexual man, yeah. then that's your example. Yeah. You know, we know people who the boys in the family, let's say the teenage boys, give their mother a hard time if they're falling out of line because yeah. they feel like, well, it's, I'm, I'm the, the patriarch, yeah. I'm a man. I have I mean, the you're priesthood, like some... I need to tell my mom what yeah. she's doing wrong. Yeah, yeah. like you're a, four, a 15-year-old kid. What, what's not up to you? Yeah. Yeah, patriarchy is not good for anyone. Nope. Okay, moving on. Uh, Taylor says, you might be surprised to learn that after everything I've mentioned above, I still attend my singles ward most Sundays. I know what you're thinking. Get out. (laughs) You think? Yep, I'm thinking Don't worry. I stopped paying tithing shortly after coming out of the closet. And now he's paying tithing to us. I know. So stay in. (laughs) I don't fucking care. (laughs) Also, I'm openly dating guys, and my bishop and ward have been cool with that. Interesting. Though I haven't been completely forthcoming with some of the sluttier details of my dating life. (laughs) I can see why. I don't really think that's anyone's business as long as... I'm not claiming to be living the law of chastity. So he's not lying. He's like, yeah, I'm gay and, you know. Yeah, but what's the situation with his temple recommend? That's what I want Oh, there's no way he has one. Let me see. Um, I guess if my bishop is a listener, then he'll want to have a talk, but I'm pretty confident that he isn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty confident, too. Yeah. Actually, what's your bishop's name? He might be a patron. Just I doubt kidding. it. Kidding. But if That's he is, we love you, Bishop. <laughs> is his name Jimmy? Bishop Jimmy. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I figure as long as I derive some spiritual and social benefit by attending, then I will continue. I like to think that by attending, but being clear wherever I can about the things I disagree with, maybe I can be an example for other, especially younger, queer folk out there of a gay guy living the lifestyle who isn't miserable. You know, that's a good point because you're taught that being gay is a horrible, miserable lifestyle. 
Um, and but since, then if you know somebody in your ward, then maybe people will have a different view of it. Yeah, my view of the gays um, definitely changed when I left the church and started meeting some at the gym. And it was like, huh, they're not miserable. Yeah. They don't all have AIDS and are dying. Like mm-hmm. that was, I know that sounds harsh, but that was what I was taught. Like, they're actually that's, very fashionable and they like to drink and dance. Yeah. Give the <laughs> best hugs. I love that I could slap my gay friend Brian's ass and mm-hmm. it didn't, it wasn't. It didn't, it wasn't, I did words. <laughs> this is before I came out of the closet. Okay. So. so I could slap his ass and not feel like I was being inappropriate. Is that not, huh. maybe I was, I don't know. We were friends, whatever. Did you have consent? Well, yeah, he'd stick his ass out for me to slap. Oh, okay. Then it's okay. <laughs> did he grab your boobs? He did once. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no harm, no foul. No, no harm, no foul. <laughs> All right. Well, so moving on. Um, I know I would have appreciated an example like that when I was younger. And just for the record, I totally understand that for many people, the church doesn't benefit them spiritually or socially. And in some cases can even be really harmful. And whatever the case is, I 100% support people leaving and not looking back if that's what they want to do. I would definitely like the church more if it left room for people to leave with dignity. It's a great point. Yeah, exactly. If the church would just allow you to come and go Mm -hmm. as is comfortable and be yourself. Yeah, like other churches. If I went to the church down the street for a year and I was like, yeah, not working for me. Bye. I'm going to go somewhere else. They'd be like, well, thanks for joining us when you did. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, none of those, what, you're leaving the one true and blah, blah, blah. I know. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I just made that up. Mm -hmm. All right. It rhymed. Uh, Taylor then says, so hopefully this letter checks off a couple of boxes, not only a male perspective on Mormon patriarchy, but also a member who still attends church. I guess while I'm technically active, my beliefs are definitely far from Mormon orthodoxy in in many ways, so definitely not TBM territory. Thank you both for your effort to build this awesome community. I've loved the Sunday episodes from the beginning, and even though I was resistant at first, I've come to love the midweek letter episodes as well. Wishing you all the best. Taylor. I wonder why he was resistant to the midweek episodes. Maybe he would I don't know, but we want him over. Maybe, yeah, maybe he thought that it was going to be a little too anti-Mormon and triggery. Maybe people leaving the church stories were not what he wanted to hear at that time. I don't know. And, you know, you don't have to listen. No, of course not. Uh, well, that we're, here, we're here for the people, but some people like some things better than others, and that's great. You know, Taylor likes to continue going to church, and I love that he pointed out that it's not for everyone. I'm just curious about the situation with Taylor's um, temple recommend. Taylor, write us in and let us know what's going on with that. I wonder what, you know, and it, this is going to be Bishop Roulette. I wonder if he tells his bishop, look, I have kissed boys, but that's it. Would they give him the recommend? If he's banged know. boys, there's no way. But if he's like, I've held hands, <laughs> what are the dogs barking about? I don't know. Anyway, um, Taylor, if you not that you want to tell us all of your exploitations in the sexual world. We're um, just curious. Yeah, we're very curious. Like what has your bishop? What does your bishop know, and how far? Yeah, do you have can the priesthood? Push it, so to speak. Yeah, do- <laughs> <laughs> push it. Good. Ooh, baby, baby. Anyway, we'd be curious to know: Do you still have the priesthood? Oh, um, do, can they you, take that away too? Yeah. How do they take that away? Well, it's all made up Harry Potter voodoo shit it's, anyway. <laughs> it's not on a piece of paper though, is it? That they can snatch? Like the temple recommend? No, they just, is I don't know laminated? how they actually take you away your priesthood. hereby no longer a priest. I don't know, what, is it, what does that even mean? I don't, it, they take it away. <laughs> Which is <laughs> dumb because it's not a thing. <laughs> don't you feel it just left your body? Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, want to huh. know, Taylor, Are you? St- do you still have the priesthood? Do you have a temple recommend? 
So if you have the priesthood, does that mean you're a priest? No, because you can get the priesthood when you're 12. Right. So that has nothing to do with actually being a priest. No, you, it doesn't even make any sense to me. Just so you know, I was a Mormon my entire life until I was 40, 41, and no one could ever explain the priesthood to me in a way that it made sense. <laughs> okay. So don't ask for me to explain it to oh, you, but right. they can take it away. Oh, sure. They can take everything away, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, Taylor, do you still have the priesthood? And do you have a temple recommend? What is your standing within the church? We have questions. We do. And do you have a steak dance card? We want to know that too. <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly, do you have a steak dance card? Thanks for writing in. Um, and I know I made fun of your run-on sentences, but we love you. I just, you know, sometimes I say things. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do not let that discourage that anyone from writing in. No, here's the problem. I understood that paragraph long sentence well, it perfectly. Was... It was Mary who was like, I'm your dad, dad. And so I had to, I had to put some well, commas. you were going really quickly. And I wanted to break Taylor things. typed it very quickly. <laughs> I wanted to break it down. Okay, well, uh, we probably need to pay some bills. <laughs> oh, let's take a break. All right. We are back. We are Mary's turn to read. Letter number two. What you got for us? This is from Elizabeth. And I feel like we've heard from her before, but a different letter. Don't worry, you guys. We're going to get to like pretty much all the letters. Yes, but if... keep sending them in. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, keep sending them in. Them. And uh, we're going to try to get to everybody. But I think you knew Elizabeth at one point. Yeah, we knew each other uh, growing up. Well, there you go. So she is from New Mexico. Yes. Okay. Shelly and Mary, I got started late on listening to your podcast. We forgive you. But now I am sad (laughs) because I caught up and I have to wait for the new episode each week. So hurry it along, ladies. (laughs) We're doing the best we can. Mm -hmm. So many thoughts, so, so, so many. She Mm -hmm. had to add that third so. I love her. First of all, Shelly, it is so fun to hear your voice again after so many years. Aw. I love how- Do I sound a little bit more manly? Well, when you use that voice, (laughs) yeah, for sure. (laughs) One of these days we're going to do an entire episode on the Marco Polo macho voice. Oh my God, in the macho voice. (laughs) So damn sexy. (laughs) Funny. I love how honest you are. How you are working so hard to be true to yourself and your heart, especially after being raised in a religion that firmly sends the message that being true to yourself is the last thing a woman is supposed to do. I know how hard it is to set and maintain boundaries, so great job protecting you and your kids. Mm, Thank you, Elizabeth. That's awesome. Just so you know that parents bemoaning their children's eternal fate isn't relegated just to those who have left the church or chosen a different path. Allow me to share a story. Story Let's time. Turning the time over to <laughs> Sister Elizabeth. Do we need Brother Ben? And now... <laughs> Elizabeth says, I still go to church. I still believe in Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, etc. There is a lot about the Mormon culture and such that I don't agree with and have a problem with, but I stay for reasons that are complicated. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my mother was visiting for Christmas... She says, Dad died three years ago. Mm -hmm. And she is pretty similar to your parents in a lot of ways. Only my dad was the silent partner in our house. We've heard a couple of people like that. Yeah, I was telling her a story about completely breaking down, sobbing at church, about a hurtful situation, and how my anger and tears had made the primary president cry and say, we just figured you were so strong and flexible... That this wouldn't be a big deal for you to accommodate. To which I responded, I am so glad that facade is working. If it weren't for the calling, 
where I have to play the piano, I would be at home in my sweats. So maybe that's what they were talking about, Mm -hmm. is that, oh, we just thought you were so flexible and accommodating. Yeah, let's add more stuff to your plate. Right. Right. This surprised her mom. I explained to her that church was not fun or restful. My boys don't want to sit still or be quiet, so I spend the entire meeting doing crowd control. Mm -hmm. I don't have many friends, and living in Utah, your ward is your neighborhood. Yep. Your neighborhood is your ward. So there really isn't any other option if you don't fit in well. I work full-time away from the home. Wow, she's busy. And my husband has a weird schedule, so being involved in things is frequently a struggle. She mentioned that I should pray for friends, guidance, and peace. Gosh, if you just pray for all of this just stuff. Just pray. Yeah, just stuff's going to magically fall into your lap. If you uh-huh. just, pray, just pray, just pray some more. Yeah. Which, of course, is the answer to any problem. Mm-hmm. Read your scriptures and pray. Which really makes it your fault. You're not reading your scriptures uh, enough. That's true. Or praying enough. Yep. Every problem you have is your fault. Yeah, that's true. Just pray and read your scriptures more. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want to waste my time. I don't think God really cares all that much about my family or what we may need or want. Interesting. I have been praying, fasting, putting in names in the temple for 11 years, hoping for a breakthrough for my husband and his career and nothing. So tell me about this. If you put names in the temple, what is that again? Somehow, and it just, (laughs) when you break it all down, it just doesn't make sense. So there's a prayer roll. Prayer and you go roll? a prayer roll in, the, in all the temples, and you can go and there's like a little box with little sheets of paper. Little, little you can write someone's name down, and they put them in this thing, and then somebody types it all up and shoves them in like this, like a book kind of thing that goes and sits on the altar of the temple. So when you're doing your weird, oh God, hear the words of my mouth prayer circle thing, where the women have to veil their faces. Um, <laughs> Oh, Jesus. There are these people in this book now, their names, that I guess now have higher priority with God, which is such bullshit because, again, this is now saying, okay, well, all of you out there who are suffering, who don't have a friend who's temple-worthy, who can go in the temple and put the name, sorry, you're like at the bottom of the list for your prayers. Oh, my God. I hadn't actually thought about it that way until right now, and that is so fucked up. It's really fucked up. Yeah. Again, it's Sneetches, and it's Total Sneetches. Yeah. yeah. It's, some but people that's, have that's a better deal taught. with Yeah, that's what you're taught. So if you put someone's name on the temple roll, then you are that much closer to getting that prayer answered. So poor Elizabeth, who's been taught this her entire life, is doing all of the things. And by the way, Elizabeth, growing up, she was one of the good kids. Remember the story I tell about the gay kid, uh, Jared? Mm-hmm. She was his friend. Oh, wow. She Elizabeth was and still is one of the good people out there. And so she did all of the things, followed all of the rules. And here she is finally, as a grown-ass adult, breaking down and saying, I have been doing this my she's, entire yeah, life. She's been doing all the things. And it's not working. It's not this, enough. Yeah, and this isn't something that Elizabeth would just casually be like, well, I'm tired of trying. No, no, no. She gives it her best. Yeah. Her everything. Well, and this is my problem with works-based religious systems that make you think that there's going to be some great reward for all the stuff that you do. And then, then you're disappointed yeah. if, if something doesn't pan out the way that you expected, yeah. but you were taught this. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's 
bullshit. And then you're left thinking, well, why why won't God answer yeah. my prayers? Why does God hate me so much? And it's not because of God. It's because you need to do more, which is basically what Elizabeth's mom has told her at this point now. Right. Well, you need to pray more and read your scriptures And read your more. scriptures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she said, I have been praying, fasting, putting in names within the temple for 11 years, hoping for a breakthrough for my husband and his career, and nothing. Just disappointment after disappointment. So right now, I am done. If I don't ask for anything or try to rely on God, then there isn't any chance for disappointment. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's just, I think it's better, in my personal opinion, to not ask for some miracles in your life. Just maybe if you want to have a relationship with some sort of creator, maybe it's just like one of gratitude. Just be yeah. grateful for the things yeah. in your life, you know? And it's hard too when you feel like, and you are asking for nothing crazy big. It's like, help my husband get a job. Uh-huh. Like That's not like you're asking to raise someone from the dead. And God would be able to easily grant that. If there is such a thing. Exactly. So it's like, when you ask for even the tiniest thing and you feel like it's falling on deaf ears, that beats you down. It did to me. It does, but maybe shift your view of what God is. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe God is not some you know Puppet patriarch master. in yeah. the sky listening to requests all day. But that's not what you're taught when you're Mormon. Yeah. Yeah. I just think maybe shift your viewpoint, and then you won't be disappointed, because you won't look at some supreme being that's ignoring your request, because that's what this sounds like. Right. It's also hard, though, when you're Mormon and you go to church and people get up and talk all about how their prayers have been answered by God. Yeah. No one gets up and talks about the prayer that wasn't answered, unless they can tell some fun story about how it ended up getting answered a year later in a different way that was even better, or... Or that they shifted their prayer to not be about that. nobody. People get up, (laughs) no one's ever gotten up and said... I prayed for blah, 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 and that, and God just plugged his ears, and then I hate or, my life. Like, no one says that. Or, yeah, it's like, I prayed to be promoted, and then I was fired, and then... <laughs> In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs> like, if they do say that, they come back with, but the next week, I got offered a job making twice as much, so my prayers were answers. That God has a funny way of doing things. Like, that's the kind God of bullshit sure you'll hear. God sure has a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't Mormons. know. We need to stop thinking about God as some puppet master. Yeah. I really think that doesn't benefit anybody. Because you either think, you know, this week I was exalted because God remembered me, but a year from now, when I have some disease or something, yeah. then God didn't remember me. If God is a puppet master, he sucks. He's a bigger ass hat than the people complain about already. Because if he is a puppet master and there's so many people praying for the end of, of wars and cancers and, and he's not answering those prayers. So yeah. if there is a God, he, she, they, them, they're just chilling, watching what we do. Right. So she's saying, if I don't ask her for anything or rely on God, there isn't any chance for disappointment. Mm-hmm. That night, I heard my mom crying in her room. I knocked and asked if she needed anything. She said no. The next day, she apologized for crying. I told her there was nothing to apologize for. She is allowed to feel how she feels, and there's nothing wrong with that. To this, she replied, It is just really hard. I now have to accept that three of my children will not be with me in the celestial kingdom. So she has a sister who hasn't been to church in 20 years, a brother who isn't doing church the way their mom thinks he should, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and evidently uh, Elizabeth is disappointing mom. She jumped down the apostasy slide. (laughs) 
<laughs> because she's like, well, screw it. I can't please yeah. God anyway. So yeah, I'm done, I'm done with trying. It. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, and by the way, this is she didn't tell her mom, "Mom, I'm done with Mormonism. It's it's yeah. crap." She just said, "I'm tired of of trying with these prayers. They're not being heard." Yeah, I'm tired of trying to please a God that's clearly not interested in my situation, which yeah. is what that sounds like to me. And so her mom then interprets that as, "Oh, I've lost another. Yep, I've lost another child." And then she's like bawling in yeah. her in her room. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you, Mormonism doesn't just fuck up the non-believers, the people who fall away. <laughs> yeah. It fucks up the believers yep. too. It hurts them. Yep. Um, this is funny. She says, after gaping at her like a landed fish, that's very visual, <laughs> I, love Elizabeth. I said, so because at the age of 43, I'm having a hard time with faith, prayer, etc., that means my eternal destiny has been decided? Wow. <laughs> we went back and forth for a little while, and I finally told her, that I didn't believe in a God who would punish her, meaning separate her from her children, for her children's decisions and choices. Right. So a lot of parents think that. Yeah. In fact, there's another letter that I want to get to, not this week, okay. about how, again, parents think that somehow it's their responsibility, and we're going to read this one about mm -hmm. how uh, someone wrote in and said, yeah, my parents thought... That, and in fact, their bishop told them, mm -hmm. it's your responsibility if your kids fall away from the church. Yeah, I felt that way. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Well, that explains why, you know, your parents have been really depressed about your situation. Because mm -hmm. it's their fault. Wow. Anyway, hugs to you, she says. I love the podcast. The dogs are adorable. Aww. Mary seems wonderful. She is. <laughs> Sounds like you are heading in a much healthier direction. And frankly, you seem much more like the fun, sassy girl I remember from LC. Las oh, Cruces. Las Cruces. Yeah. Now than you were when I first reconnected with you on Facebook. True story. Probably she because probably, you were trying oh, to be all Mormony and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she probably saw me on Facebook and was like, huh, didn't see that coming. Mm. And now she's like, oh, yeah, there's Shelly. There's Shelly again. <laughs> Thank anyway. you, Elizabeth. Miss you. Um, we actually saw her at Utah Pride. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Beautiful, lovely, caring, kind woman. So glad we got to see her. Yeah, that was fantastic. It had been some years. Man, Mormonism just fucks you up. Sure does. Wow. Hang in there, Elizabeth, where, wherever you are in your faith journey at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have respect, awe, and a little disbelief for those who kind of know the truth. Mm -hmm. but are still going to the Mormon church. It's baffling to me. I get it, because I just totally left. But there's a, a cultural aspect. There's, um, you know, some people feel okay staying because they're fighting back against it and trying to help others. There's, you know, there's all sorts of reasons, and everyone has their own path. Um, Elizabeth believes in the atonement and Jesus and Heavenly Father. and But you can have those beliefs outside of this particular faith. Sure. But again, and she's also in Utah. Yeah. Again, her neighborhood, her community, her everything is Mormon. And it's hard. It's not, you know, I made my choice. It took a while to get to that point. I stayed longer than, than I should have, but it's it's scary. And I'm not saying that Elizabeth needs to leave. It's totally her bag. But I, I can see. I'm not judging anyone for staying. Right. And she said it's complicated. And Absolutely. I know it. I get it. Absolutely. I get it. Yeah. Your parents are going. Your friends yep. are going. Your kids are involved. Yep. Their friends are going. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's your community. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's complicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we get it. Well, I really enjoyed the letters this week. Me too. Thank you again, Taylor and Elizabeth. 
And as a reminder, if you would like to get in touch with us, please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. That's us. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And there's a great chance that your letter will be read on our podcast. True and that's story. fun. True story. Yeah. Appreciate it. Okay. I guess this is going to wrap another one up, Shelly. All right. Thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you later. All right. Take care. Bye.